There it is. Praise God. Amen. We needed a professional touch. <laughs> I was glad when they said, let's go in the house of the Lord. Because the club wasn't cutting it. <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for this amazing day. I thank you for blessing this people. Thank you for the opportunity to share your word. Help me to speak you so they can see you today. And in Jesus' name we pray and agree. And the people said, amen. amen. Well, I hope you've been enjoying the series on grace. It's powerful. It's so overwhelming. It's so amazing. And I want to talk to you today, remind you that it is for you. His grace is for us. It's overwhelming because God will never underwhelm you. Mm-hmm. Think about that. He's always amazing. I like the acronym or the acrostic for grace, G-R-A-C-E. It's God's riches at Christ's expense. He went to an extreme measure for us to receive his grace. And for certain, grace is the person of Jesus Christ who is the expression of God in our lives, on our lives, and, and all the things that we ever do. It is his intervention and his protection, it's his fullness and his generosity to his people. It is certainly the manifestation of God's fatherness and his faithfulness and his friendship and his love for us. And it's for you, it's just for you. The dictionary defines grace as the love and favor of God toward human beings. And, and it is true because when Jesus went to the cross for us and because of us and as us, his blood poured out for us. And with that blood was grace profusely pouring out for each and every one of us. This grace is the unmerited spiritual blessing and favor of God that affects every area of your life, all aspects of your life. And we'll never earn it, we'll never perform well enough to deserve it, and yet and still he gives us his grace. Grace has a facet called mercy by which we're kept from getting what we really do deserve, Jesus but we receive what we will never, ever merit, even on our best day. You know, it's more than salvation because the grace that saves you also keeps you. We, we can find proof of that in Psalm 121. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from God who made heaven and earth, and he will not allow your foot to slip or be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He will not slumber or sleep. He's looking at you. He's watching over you when you're sleeping. Golly, thank you, God. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. For the Lord shall preserve you and keep you from evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going in and your coming out, this time and forevermore, all the days of your life. He's with you and he's for you. He's loving on you, even when you don't even recognize him, when you're not even thinking about him, Jesus. It sustains you. 
And in, in grace's expression of love, it constrains you like a frame. The, the Bible tells us the, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So you can only go so far. He's not gonna let you get out of scope. He's, he's always got his eye on you and you're framed in, hemmed in to this great God of ours. So as we begin to understand that we are accepted, forgiven, and, and, and that we cannot redeem ourselves, the richness and the beauty of God's grace draws us to recognize and trust in the complete and total uh, work of Jesus Christ, that it is by his grace, not our works, that we're saved. It's powerful. And we need this grace, people. I know I, know I do. We need it to bring us into agreement and uprightness in our identity, who we are as a people of God. Believable believers, authentic in our walk and our talk. We need this grace to lead us into the greatness and confidence and the power of giant defiant faith, which produces victory in all of our challenges and everything that we go through for the glory of God. See, we need this grace to know the order of God's will and his intentions and his plans and purpose for us personally. See, people of God, let me tell you something. Where there's no order, there's no honor. When there's no honor, there's no love. And you gotta know that honor is the currency of elevation. If you want promotion on your job, if you wanna score some brownie points with God, you need to have some honor in your life. Not only honoring him for his grace, but honoring fellow believers, the people on your job. You gotta show up as God in that place. So you're honoring him in that way. See, God continually enables and empowers us to be things, to get things, to do things, to discover things that we cannot on our own, nor, nor do we deserve ever to receive. See, all the days of our lives, he just holds us in to him. We're hedged in, we're fenced in by this wonderful and amazing, overwhelming grace. How gracious is he? See, grace is the mechanism God uses to take our broken lives and mend them. And it is, it, it's to change us from what was so that we can become more than we can imagine. More than we can imagine. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. This grace is for you. It's for you. And see, God graces us to, to adjust our sights, to empower us so that we can perceive and receive what we didn't even know we could have. I mean, that's outstanding. That's big. Matthew 16, verse number 19 tells us that Jesus gave us keys to the kingdom. Now the kingdom has many doors, many, many doors of opportunity and purpose to, to get us to our destiny. Now behind those doors are dispensations of grace, the favor and, and the power that we need to accomplish what our assignments are, to, to tear down strongholds and to establish the kingdom in the earth. He enables us to do that. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. It fits what you need to do. It comes in your size. It's just what you need. And to get more grace, we gotta believe. 
We gotta show up. We gotta be available. We gotta download that Yes Lord app. Say yes, yes sir. I want your will in my life. Deuteronomy 28 verse number one. It's a powerful scripture. It says if you obey God, if you follow his precepts, that he will set you high above all the nations of the world, all the nations, all the problems of the world, all, the, all of, the, of life's problems. Now when I study that, what, what he's saying is the nations are the nation of poverty and lack and infirmity and lost identity. He's gonna set you above that. He's setting you up in position. Then you get the blessings of, of the rest of those scriptures in verses four to 14, I'm sorry, two to 14. You'll be uh, uh, the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. It's, it's amazing, but he wants to set you in position first. And it is that grace that takes you to that place. Amen. The New Testament version is Jesus saying, follow me. Follow me. I got it. I've got something for you. So that means I got to surrender to him. I got to keep my eyes on him. I got to pursue him. I've got to seek him for real. And then he tells me he's going to reward us because we're seeking him. That's, that's like a bonus pack already. So we got to follow him to get the keys to the kingdom. The kingdom is the righteousness, peace, and joy of the Holy Spirit the order of God, and to open doors. We, we, we want those keys because they are the standards and the statutes and the principles and the mandates and the commands and the precepts of God that he wants us to know so we can open doors that no man can close. Are you hearing me? He wants us to experience his consistent trait of giving grace to those who choose to follow and receive what he has for them, amen? I love what it tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter nine. These verses are keys to prosperity. It talks about, it, talks, it tells us about giving. You know, if, you, if, you, if your pocket's empty, you might wanna check your giving principles. I like what Pastor was saying. You know, God, God is not gonna be mocked. And it's not a one-way street to me. You know, there's some, there's some reciprocity that's gotta happen. But in, the, in this verse, chapter uh, eight, it says, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So I, I, I want that grace, but I gotta give some grace back. You know, when, when, when you get that happy meal, you gotta bless them with some grace with some cash for that Happy Meal. They just don't hand it out to you. There's, a, there's some reciprocity that, 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 ma that manifests there. Amen? Mm -hmm. We have to give our time, our talent, and our treasure. And see, giving really was, was established for our benefit because it makes us in partnership with the covenant promises of God. Sometimes, you know, we, we need to maybe pray for the gift of giving. Because God is always giving to us. You know, I, I, can, I can do that and I can fix my hair, but I, it was the grace of God that enabled me to even have that ability to do that. Amen. He's giving us everything. And we need to praise him for that, amen? You, need, you can praise him right there. Uh, uh, praise him right there. Praise, the Lord. praise him right there. Hallelujah. 
then every once in a while they go back into that method, meth, meth, Methodist, Methodist church. I don't know what method that is. <laughs> it's too quiet for me in the name of Jesus. But see, that giving, that exchange, listen, that's how you get healed in your finances, healed in your physical body. That's how our children stop acting like aliens. That's how your marriage gets fixed because you're planting seed and the seed that you plant blesses your seed, your bloodline. Anybody? Amen. Praise him. Hallelujah. I like that. So giving, listen, connects us to the source of all supply. You know, sometimes you go to Ralph's or Trader Joe's or, you know, whatever the pricey uh, uh, markets are and, you, and what you wanted for that recipe that you're cooking, they ran out of. They didn't have, like, I can't even cook that food tonight. He never runs out. You're connecting to the source of all supply. Glory to God. And, you know, we're most like God when we give. You're looking like your father when you're generous. Hallelujah. We want to be as he is, not as we were. So when we use the king, the, the keys to the kingdom, they're going to produce in us principles, principles that will become revelation in order to change our lifestyle, even our faith walk. You know, revelation, people, is a grace and a tremendous tool, it's an asset to our faith because it spotlights a dynamic of truth or information that we need to grow. And it requires responding to it. You can't just, oh, oh, that was, that was, that was a good story. That was a really great word. And then we go on like nothing happened. You gotta pick up on that revelation because that's God himself, that's a grace. That's a grace he's giving us, amen? You don't want to take, you don't want to, you don't want to uh, lose sight of that. And here's a revelation. The commands of God must cease from being optional. Snap, they went back to Methodist church again. The commands of God must cease from being optional. It, it's, it's not a menu. It's not... I, well, I like that one. This is beat the people up that hate me. Yeah, yeah. Be obedient. Mm, let's, let's see. Let's try something else. No, it's, it's for you. It's for us. It's for, our, for building us up so that we look like him. It's not optional. A lot of times we delete or omit them because, well, it's hard out here for a Christian. Well, it's hard out here for a lot of things. But what, we're gonna, what are we going to do? Are we going to allow God to make a difference in our life, give us the graces that we need so that we can accomplish what nobody else can, the average guy can, or are we going to look like the average person claiming, claiming we got Jesus? I don't know. Well, let's just take a sin break then. You know, you deserve a break today. Not amen. So no matter what, despite the conditions of your life, we gotta follow God. And see, doing so is gonna change the conditions of your life. Amen. See, grace, by grace we get restoration. Restoration is powerful because it restores and rebuilds our ruins and all those empty places and the, and the broken and destitute places in our lives. 
I love the story in Mark chapter three where Jesus restored the withered hand on this man. He's just in church. He was just at the temple. He didn't ask for the restoration. Jesus decided, I'm gonna restore this, this man's hand. And I don't think he asked for it because he got used to it. He got used to what was wrong, what was missing. And I think we do that too in our frustrations and the familiarity of our conditions. You know, we get used to mistreatment or less than or lack or abuse or rejection or violations. That's why this grace is for you. You need this grace. So the man stretched out his hand and it was restored. Now, interestingly enough, the Greek word for that word restored means to create a new structure, to create a new structure. What needs to be restructured in your life? Maybe some issues with your family, maybe some relationships, maybe some stuff on, on your job. How about your dreams? Do they need to be restructured and restored so that they come to fruition? God's got grace for that. He's got a grace for you. Isaiah 20, I'm sorry, 42, verse 22 tells us, shout restore. Shout to the Lord, restore. I want this restored, God. Zechariah 4, number seven, verse number seven says, grace, grace, speak grace, grace to it, to every situation that's impossible. Shout grace, grace to the ruins and watch God respond with his overwhelming and amazing grace that's just for you. It's for you. See, listen, when we gain grace, we lose every dysfunction and then we loose every weight and we let go of every limitation. I'm gonna say that again because you need to get this Methodist church. No, let me come down there. Don't mess with me today, I'm telling you. When we gain grace, we lose every dysfunction. We lose the weights that keep us stuck in these places that we can't move and we don't do and accomplish what we should. And then we let go of the limitation, the thing that keeps you, I can't go any further. You're limited. Grace, the grace of God, will loose you to do and to be what you're supposed to. Are you hearing me? Amen, thank you, Jesus. Listen, the hour is late, church. We, we can't continue courting you know, the ruins of maybe unforgiveness or pains or prejudices, anger, bitterness, complacency, all about meannesses. See, these things wither your life. You gotta step forward. Hey, God, I'm showing you this. I'm stretching forth this issue so that your grace can change it and heal it and bring me back to where I'm supposed to be, looking like you, amen? It's that healing grace that we need right now. Genesis 6, verse number eight. It says there that Noah found grace in the sight of God. You see, he was willing to do what was absolutely foreign to his thinking and his experience. It never rained there before. He's making a boat, a boat, an ark. What is that? 
But we gotta be willing to make doing the will of God our food, our passion, so that we can be gracious back to him. Then his grace will land a blessing for which you have no frame of reference. That was no frame of reference for, for Noah building a boat to save eight people. Don't you want something that you don't, this is spectacular. You know, somebody got healed, so you know you can get healed too, right? Somebody gets a job, gets a, gets a bonus at work, so you, you're believing for that too. But the blessing that, that God wants to land on you is something for which you have no frame of reference. It never happened to anybody that you know. He set you apart because he wants to give you a grace that you've never seen before. And it's time for that. We've been sitting on too low for too long. Anybody? And I'm just asking, I'm just asking. Ephesians 1, verse number four says, it tells us why that God gives us this grace. He says, long before he laid down the earth's foundation, God had us in mind and has settled on us as the focus of his love. He loves you. That's why he wants you to be the best you. And it's his grace that enables you to do that, to become that. And because he loves us, because of his pursuit of us and his desire for our best, he gives us grace to experience and accomplish, and accomplish what we don't even desire sometimes. Because we don't gotten settled. Like the man with the withered hand, we're just walking around, it's cool, it's all right. I guess I just, I just, this is how it's gonna be. No, tell hell no. Anybody? Don't mess with me today. You know, we get settled and stuck in these places. We, we stay in our comfort zones. I, I only like vanilla. I, 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 I only like vanilla. How about mango? Ooh, mango, chocolate, strawberry? No, I, I only like vanilla. In fact, I love vanilla. Get healed. You need a healing, girlfriend. Romans 8, 29 says, from the very beginning, God decided that those who came to him and all along he knew who would, should become like his son. Become like his son. Hmm. He created us to become like Jesus, to grow up spiritually, to be full of grace. See, a lot of times we want God to be like us. No, Jesus, follow me. Be a part of my tailgate party today. I don't think so. That's right, amen. See, we want him to co-sign what we have in mind. And that's the wrong answer. Mm -hmm. See, his grace will enable us to be as he is. A blessing, a friend, light, to be a forgiver, to be a peacemaker to be full of his grace and his expression in the earth, to be an intercessor. You see, grace closes the gap between who we're becoming and where we came from, you know, what we were. He's pushing, that grace is pushing you forward to become the best you that there is. We gotta allow it. We have to allow it. And by it, we're given, we're given freedom from sin and shame and accusation and condemnation. We, we get a new heart. 
at New Heart Church. Come on now. That was, that was a good, pretty good plug, right? Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Hallelujah. We get changed. We get changed because grace helps you in the struggle of yielding and going back to the lesser you. It pushes you forward into that best you. Hallelujah. You know why? Because it is an efficacious expression of God's power in your life. It's constantly working on you. It's constantly pouring out. It's constantly being revealed. It's a constant flow. And it's an always available source of power in your life that touches all of your life, every aspect of it. Thank you, God. And what that all means is God is seen as alive in you. Don't take the grace for granted, people. He wants to be seen through you. You know, like Abraham in Romans 4, 21, we are to be fully convinced that what he has promised, he is also able to perform. We can get it by, by partnering our faith with his grace. Like the, like the centurion, the criteria to believe God should be his word. We should believe his word. Or like the man at the pool of, of Bethesda in John chapter 5. Grace will find you. It's going to find you. You just, you just have to be available. The guy wasn't asking for God to help him. He was looking for the water to get moved. But he wasn't really that serious for 38 years. But grace found him. See, grace is God himself in the midst of you. Right smack dab in the middle of every situation. Everything that you do. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.19, it is an exceeding great, the exceeding greatness of his power is his grace to us who believe. That grace is for you. People, Christianity is, is not a religion, but it is the grace by which we are saved. It is a relationship that makes us relevant and real and authentic, just like Jesus. Grace makes what was a mess become something amazing. And that would be you and me. We're changing right before our own eyes. So grace is not, a, not the condition of the blessing, but is, it is the position of the blessing. It, it always produces all that you need. And every blessing is the grace of God. I love the scripture that we had on, on, on the screen, John 1:16, and of his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, grace after grace. You know, we're, to, we're, to, we're supposed to glean and reap and prosper everywhere our feet tread. Not just by some coincidence, it was just amazing that it had to happen. That's supposed to happen. And if it's not, check yourself out. Remember Deuteronomy 28:1. he's setting you in position to receive and to be blessed. So this overwhelming, amazing grace, Jesus, will draw us out of our voids and our, and our, our ruins and our deficits in, an, in such an abundance that, that we're gonna be shocked and surprised ourselves. An abundance for which we have no frame of reference. Glory to God. It will produce an abundant rain 
in our lives. And I think people, we need to be responsible Christians and pray for our, our state. We're, we're in a year five of a tremendous drought. We need to pray. He says, I will hear, I will hear from heaven. If my people who are called by my name would pray, I will hear from heaven and heal your land. This land and the land we're standing on. Are you hearing me? Besides, the, the, the ability to pray is a grace that he's extended to us. It's one of the keys of the kingdom. So he wants to bless us and give us this uh, abundant sufficiency, abundant supply, everything we need, grace upon grace. See, because it's God showing up, showing off, and, and showing out on your behalf, loading you up with direction and guidance and peace and protection and, and provision, the fullness of his grace. That's what he's giving us, and it's just for you. You see, it's God's free gift that puts us under contract to praise him. Are you hearing me? See, because grace took off of us what we could not remove ourselves, and that is the penalty of sin. Are you hearing me, people? It's important. See, Jesus, by proxy, paid our debt. He paid our debt. Now the Father can see us as his own child, and we can see him by grace. And the, and the more we praise him, the more grace he's going to give. Because he wants us to be graceful graceful. See, and, and when you're available, not perfect, but available, grace will find you. It's going to find you and impart to you that giant defiant God kind of faith to become a rock hurling, victorious, more than a conquering child of God. That's who we're supposed to be. And that rock, that rock is Jesus who is and has all the grace that we need. That grace, that grace helps you tell hell no. Because I got the grace of God and I can boldly and confidently choose life, the abundant life that Jesus Christ died to give me. And that way I can accept nothing less than his overwhelming, totally amazing grace. And that's for you today in the name of Jesus. You receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to take over or shall I continue? <laughs> so, thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you have not received Jesus in your heart, if there's anybody here who has not received Jesus this grace of his, why don't you raise your hand? He can change all that right now. We all saved and sanctified in the house. <laughs> We're gonna pray a closing, hallelujah. I wanna thank you for coming today. Thank you for coming. God has great plans for us. It's not a coincidence that we're praying on grace. It's, it's really specific that God wants us to know how much he cares for us, how much he loves us. And we need, we need to know that, that. It's interesting that this, this week I, I talked to two people who didn't know that God loved them. And these are people who've been walking with the Lord for the longest time 
and they didn't know that he loved him, that, they lo that God loved them. And it was, I, I, I cried because if they didn't know that, they'd been in pain. They didn't know that that grace was for them and that it's pouring out for them every day. But by the grace of God, their lives had been changed and I was, the, I was privileged to, be, to, to impart that to them. So as we close today, we have some refreshments in the back there for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and the people said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. Amen.